Do you like retro video games? Then you should check out the Nerd Cave Retro on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can find podcasts. If you like the show, then you can join the Discord by going to the Nerd Cave Retro Twitter page and click the link at the top of the page. If you like the Open Micers podcast, but you think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court podcast hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn found wherever podcasts are given away for free. Dead Game is the new podcast where award-winning comedy writer Wally Phelps and award-seeing comedy sidekick Carlos Longoria (laughs) use their powers of necromancy to resurrect failing or long-suffering game franchises. From Fortnite to Rock Band, D&D to Double Dragon, listen to Dead Game, where games go to get good. We also want to shout out our other patrons, Mr. Derek Diamond and old Rob himself, Mr. Robbie Hennig. Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Father of the Year, Jacob Craig, and uh, we've got we've got a return guest tonight, dude. I, one would venture to say, best friend of the show. I love it. I'll take that title any day of the week. <laughs> best friend of the show from the Sound Two Two Eight Brownwater Banter Podcast. Um, some fucking stupid dad rock band called Falls from Grace or something like that. It's no, Jared Seymour, everybody. It's like What's that's up, a legitimate dude? that's a legitimate uh critique, J Bob. Like we are it's dad rock now. And we are dad rock. Wow. Terrible. That's Eesh. I don't like that at all. I know. It doesn't even feel good when you hear it. Nothing. It's terrible. But well, it's the, true, and that's what makes it bad. The weird part about it, and I don't know, I it it's normal for us now, but when Dylan Donnie's son Dylan started playing guitar for us a couple of years ago. So we yeah. have three guitar players now. And our, our main guitar player, Donnie, uh, you know, original guitarist for the band, has been in the band with you before I even joined the band. Um, his son was like, what, two when the band started? Uh, yeah, probably. No, he, yeah, maybe somewhere around in there. But there's definitely video of me holding him on stage <laughs> when he was like, probably younger than 10 and said, I said something like, I'll see you in 10 years yeah. up here with us again and be damned if it didn't happen. He's freaking playing guitar with us now. Yeah. And, and he's like, well, how old is he now? 17, 16, 17, 16. Yeah. He's a, he's a junior. He's in 11th grade. Yeah, or going so he, in. Yeah. 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 So what, he's no, got to be uh, 16, 17 years old and really good quarterback as well for, uh, I think what Hancock high. So he might yep. be he might be going into the NFL in a few years. So I'm I'm really hoping that he goes into the NFL because then we can just ride them coattails. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm gonna show up to his NFL games wearing a shirt that says Dylan Morin is my guitar player, yeah. like with on the jersey. You know what I mean? Dude, we have to if when he gets to the NFL, we have to have a Falls from Grace jersey. We have to. I'm not no arguments out of me. I have to have an official uh, Dylan Moran Falls from Grace jersey. That has to happen. Yeah. One of these days, we have to do something that's going to make us money. That kid's going <laughs> to take us there. Because we're not we're good enough. We're going to ride his talent we're, all the way to the bank. We're not talented enough to do it ourselves. <laughs> yes, whatever it takes. It doesn't matter. I mean, hell, we've been a band for almost 20 years now. And we've only made one full album. <laughs> 
We, I was actually talking to Donnie about that earlier today, believe it or not. It's like, why don't we do uh, some new stuff? Why don't we record an EP or something? You know, nobody does full albums anymore, Jason. I don't know if you know I, that or not. I know. That's why I keep telling it, telling everybody, we need to do another EP. We need to make a video. We need to re-record one of our most popular songs called Shit Trigger. Because the last <laughs> yeah. time we recorded it, uh, we, the guys who recorded it for us, I don't know what happened, but they accidentally deleted the, the original <laughs> files. So all we have, luck, luckily I'm a pack rat when it comes to uh, recordings and stuff that we've done. I mean, I still have cassette tapes from my very first band where we used to like put the cassette player in the middle of the room and record our practices. I still have those. So I, rec- I keep Good. everything. Um, keep them. I, I still have the straight off the board, no EQing, uh, version of shit trigger and it's so just flat like there's nothing yeah. i could do to it to like no no amount of mastering is gonna make that listenable to people <laughs> yeah that was a good song man i was uh we got we had some tunes dude for real i wish uh like i say i'd love to come up you know write some new ones man and see what we could where we could go from there so J- jacob what's it feel like to to be untalented and not play music <laughs> <laughs> You know, man, it's, I have a whole life ahead of me. You've got five years. So, I mean, it's never too late to turn it around. I love it, dude. That's what I'm talking this, about. This episode of the podcast is actually your make a wish. So, <laughs> damn. Uh, so, dude. who's uh, now that all the everybody in the band, pretty much except me and Mikey, we don't have kids, but uh, you, Donnie, and now Redcap, uh, Corey Robertson, yeah. our other guitar player. Just had his first kid uh, a little while ago, and uh, which which kid do you think is going to take over the drums for me in a few years? Because <laughs> I'm starting to get old, man. <laughs> uh, Dylan can play drums apparently, so he there he's up there. Uh, I don't know if we can hold out long enough for Corey's kid to get for Waylon to be old enough for uh, you know to join. I, I'm not sure. See, because uh, I figured uh, you guys would have enough kids that like they could slowly replace each of us and keep the band yeah. going in the maybe future. maybe my oldest but he's not shown any interest in music yet so i don't know really what's wrong with that kid i don't know there's i've tried he's uh yeah he just hadn't got the bug yet as far as i know uh, he, he, we need to get him on stage uh, so he gets a taste of what it's like to be on stage yeah make him drink a bush latte and go out there <laughs> <laughs> some cremation maybe get him drink, yeah. get him some cremation maybe he'll drink some of that He'll get yeah. the bug. Yeah, yeah, I hear See, you. J- Jared raised his kids right. Like they understand that there's no money in it. So why would I be a musician? <laughs> They're just like dad. That's some don't, stupid. Don't shit follow my dad in does. your daddy's t- footsteps. Yeah, it's like that's not cool if he does it. I'm gonna be a TikToker. Right. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> that's only, where the money's at. The only way to make money in the music industry is to be either a a songwriter and sell all your songs to everybody, or b become a producer. Those are the only two things that make money in the music industry. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I know what you're saying, but or like, your kiss. we talk a, kiss makes we money. talk. A, <laughs> you say kiss, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kiss is making is they're going to make money forever. Like that's never going to stop. I don't think. Um, but no, I mean, the, 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 I don't. We we talk about it on the sound all the time. I mean, it's definitely changed the dynamics of you know the music industry or whatever. Uh, even since like the Napster killed, you know, CDs or whatever. Now it's almost like social media platforms um, have kind of killed 
it, it's not even the right way to say it killed because it, it's some ways bad for like the old timers like us, Jason, but then it's like super great because it's so democratized now, right? Yeah. You don't have to go through the gatekeepers of your, you know, your A&R guys and your, your record labels to be successful. You can just take a cell phone that damn near everyone has and, and start putting out your songs and your music, right? And, and, and gain an audience online before you ever even play out live anywhere. So a lot of these bands that you have on uh, the Sound 228 and, you know, come through and play shows like Nonpoint, like it's Nonpoint, are they signed to a label or are they just independent? No, they went independent. I think a couple years back they started their own record label and they've been doing it um, on their own for, 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 like I say, a year or two now. They We actually talked to Elias on the last episode of The Sound and uh, he mentioned that about the differences between they have a um, – a single that they just released. It's uh, heartbroken, I think, or something like heartless, heartless. That's it. Heartless. And, uh, they wanted to release it on Valentine's day because, you know, obvious reasons. Right. And he just said like, it was, it would have been an act of Congress to get that approved on that short of notice when they decided that that's what they wanted to do. Uh, but when you're an independent artist, you just, you just do it. Right. And in today's environment, with the speed of the internet, I, I don't know how you can move that slow if you're on a label, right? You, you should you should be moving quickly. I still don't um, understand how major labels are still a thing. I just don't. Well, because I would think that it's because they still own the masters and the 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 rights to a lot of your top artists that you you hear about, and for the top probably one percent of grossing, I don't know one. I'm making that up. One percent, five percent. I don't have a clue, but. For the top of the top, they they are still making money. They're making a lot of money, you know, and they probably always will. Well, that's the thing. Um, I mean, but, you got artists that that are putting down stuff right now on record labels, like you got, you know, uh, like Beyonce and people like that, who are generating revenue for record labels. But you know, smaller rock bands, like I, I imagine, it's non-existent to have a, a major label record deal with a, like a rock band. Well, that what like uh, Kingdom Collapse, they're going to be playing Rock in the Sound March 18th at uh, Point Cadet Plaza in Biloxi, Mississippi. Get your tickets now at thesound228.com. Uh, they are been doing a shit ton of stuff on their own as a truly independent artist. And I didn't even know this until like the third time that we interviewed him, but they've got songs that have been out and have caught some traction on radio. They've been on uh, Sirius XM's Octane channel a lot, right? And then that has afforded them the ability to get on some bigger festivals. Like, like I think they were on, it was either Welcome to Rockville, I think is the one that they were able to get on. Uh, they've got 7 million downloads of one of their songs, Unbreakable, which was their biggest hit so far. Zero management, I think, zero, I know, label. And most of the stuff that they've put out, Jonathan told us, the singer, uh, they record in their bedroom and huh. then send it off to be mixed and mastered, right? But the tracking is just all in the box in his house. Wow. Uh, in the box, meaning they don't even, you know, it's all sent to the computer uh, as a file, and then they they put amp cabs and simulations on it later. Uh, for people who don't record music, that's kind of a new thing in the past, what, 10 and 12-ish years, and yeah. then even newer to be able to do that at home. So now it's like in a band, typically you're going to have like basic, you know, bass, guitar, drums, vocals, but usually somebody in the band nowadays is a friggin' producer, right? Like they can track shit uh, in their house with quality enough of a, a, a capability to have it sent off and paid to be mixed and mastered 
that comes down to a ton, a ton of cost when you talk about budget to to make a record. And so they're out there doing it right now, and they're just now Kingdom Collapse is just now getting to where they're entertaining distribution deals. So they still own the music, and that's the big takeaway. You see people like Taylor Swift. Uh, famously in the news not long ago, threatening uh-huh. to re-record her albums because she doesn't own the masters. She doesn't own the rights to her own music. That's part of the deal that you sign when you get those uh, advances in a record a record deal. Uh, artists like Jelly Roll talk about it. They, he did a great interview where he breaks it down completely to talk about percentages and advancements. When when record labels you know drop five hundred thousand dollars in your bank account overnight, you're like, well, I'm rich now. Well, it's like, no, you're not. I mean, Jay, Jason, you know. From from with the fall as well days, I mean, yeah. that's pretty much a loan that they're going to do everything they can to uh, they take their money up front and then you pay that back after all expenses are recouped. So, uh-huh. you know, just deals that are not great unless you are, you know, the top of the top that you can recoup that investment quickly and then start to make money. And if you uh, sign but, a deal like we did at the time, you'll never get out of the hole because not only do you get money up front, but you also like. We signed away 85% of everything. Music, yeah, which is um, publishing rights, uh, merchandise, and that was what they called a 360 deal. And yeah, y'all were at the beginning started. of that, I would assume, yeah. Because of, like you said, Napster at the time, uh, Apple Music was coming out with stuff like record labels were scared. They didn't know what to do. They, I think they still don't know what to do. They I, don't, and, they, and who knows what they're going to evolve into moving forward. They may just be... Uh, social media managers, right? That's what I was just about to say. I think if you're going to make money uh, in this climate, I think the best thing to be, uh, if you don't, if someone in your band isn't savvy, have like a marketing person that all they do is figure out how to get your stuff to, to be viral, like on TikTok, Instagram reels and stories, like get the music out there that way. Because that's where people are discovering music now is like TikTok. Jason, it's a slippery slope when you start hiring sixteen-year-old girls, dude. <laughs> hey, if they if they get it out there to where we're making money, I'm all I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah but when I'm, you knock on the back door, it's five forty-year-old dudes carrying guitars and amps, <laughs> and then just one little blonde girl. You're like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. All you got to do, though, is uh, she could do that shit from her house, you know, and and like going back to like the record label thing, you know, if you put yourself in the perspective of a band that's up and coming and you can manage getting your stuff recorded on your own and probably afford it, depending on how young you are and, you know, your job status or whatever. But like knowing the ins and outs of how to get it out there. Right. Even though in today's world, there's podcasts like, you know, we all of us here have uh, those are nodes of distribution. But like. How do I get it on the radio? How do I get it on a thing like Sirius XM? How do I, where do I go to apply for, for these big rock festivals? You know, how do I book shows? I mean, that, that to me is, and we've talked about it at the sound, like if that's in the future, um, creating a new age record label, but it wouldn't be called a record label. You'd have to come up with another name for it. Right. Well, it would just need to be like a marketing slash management company. Right. Exactly. And, 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 you know, have people behind the scenes that know how to create creative content around, a, you know, a band as they become hired, you know what I mean? But bands nowadays, it seems like you audit some of their pages and some of them are doing it great and some of them aren't doing it at all. And I'm talking about bands that are out there trying to, uh, to make it happen. Right. 
Yeah. And it's like, so everybody's, you know, there's a spectrum of what people are capable of doing and know how to do. Cause it's definitely not what it was 15, 20 years ago. Like if you wanted to get your music out there, you had to get out there and hit the road and just play, play every show you can get your hands on. And now it's like, you could get out there and tour forever and nobody will ever hear a single thing you do. Cause people don't really go to shows like that anymore. And at least I don't think. It's it, you're right. I mean, it kind of is the reverse, but you just think about the power of like how many people you can reach staring into a webcam like this and, and doing a show um, versus how many people you could reach by driving to venues. It's the same thing. It's just the, the reach is so much. It's so much broader and, and vast. I mean, comedy is the same way, right? Like if you go on TikTok right now, that. <laughs> There's a the guy. Do y'all do TikTok very much at all? Like even scroll through it or whatever. Yeah, I look at it. I've tried to upload a couple of of comedy bits before, but mine always get taken down, and I have to fight TikTok. And then of well, you course have to it, stop it's... saying so much racist, homophobic stuff. I mean, they're going to take that down every time. It's all because I talked about porn, and they uh, took my my video down. It, I, that's weird. I didn't know that because I think they have actual porn on TikTok or damn near. I mean, it's pretty much. Sure. A large oh, yeah, percentage of girls. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, Trust me, but, I know. Yeah. yeah right. Jake is like, Trust me, I've been there. I know. Uh, but it's, it's not that hardcore, though. Uh, but the uh, th- there's guys that, that, are, that are TikTok comedians. Uh, one guy, it, he's in the new movie. I can't think of his name, but he's in the new Cocaine Bear movie. He's got a small part at the beginning of that. Now, yeah. you go to his page, and, and he does clubs. It ain't like he was never a stand-up comedian before he started doing the TikTok stuff, but TikTok is what took him from somebody you've never heard of to now he's in this cocaine bear movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which whether that movie's good or not, it's just awesome. I would think to say, yeah, I was in cocaine bear. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a solid credit. I would go see him at a club because he was in yeah. cocaine bear. Yeah. That looks good on the old IMDB in my opinion. <laughs> good Sweet. job, Jacob. Sweet. Perfectly timed. So, Jacob, do you have anything to say? You've been sitting there just not, like, nodding your head this whole time. Well, Jason, that was my response. So I don't know what more you want from me. Um, I've added everything I can to this to this podcast. Um, no, Jared, I had a question to ask you because um, around the old band cleave here, I see quite a lot of people wearing some brown water banter merch. So I was curious to know uh, how your marketing strategy and merch sort of co-align and why does everyone that's wearing your merch not know what a podcast is? Cause I brought <laughs> up to them, Hey, I've, I, do you watch that podcast? Like I know that guy, like I was on that podcast and like, I've won this at a fishing tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, um, that's funny to hear you say that. And, and I've had a few people recently in the past, like couple weeks tell me the same thing. They're like, dude, I just see your, sh- your, merch all over the place you know at the airports and blah 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 and i'm like, like locally airports like gulfport but um i'm like well that's great we we do a lot of um we do a lot of shows we consistently do a show a week uh at a minimum sometimes two but usually one but we also do in real life events like the peter anderson festival down in uh ocean springs is a big event for us because there's so many people downtown shopping and spending money and it's right in our backyard uh, but I think a, a vast majority of those people don't know shit about the podcast, really. 
Um, I mean, obviously we tell them while they're there and we have a television set up with the episodes playing on loop. Um, but I think they just dig the, the symbol, right? The Pelican itself. Um, and we purposefully branded it to be a coastal item. Uh, and I think that's, you know, it, it's attractive to people and they like the look, they like the, the style and they buy it. So yeah, not all of them, I don't think is going to know that it even is a podcast and I'm okay with that as long as they're, they're buying it, you know? Yeah. So you're definitely preying on male pattern baldness. <laughs> oh, with the hats? Yeah. Well, nice yeah. Hat. Yeah. It's a nice hat. It'll cover up my, my, uh, sunroof here on the back of my head. Uh, oh, yeah. but Yeah. <laughs> So do you find Whenever, that that's a, a, a good way to get people to actually listen to the podcast? We hope, you know, and, and, and our numbers continuously, you know, they grow. Um, I haven't probably done as good of a job on paid advertising as I, as I should because, you know, that's a whole nother ballgame in and of itself. Uh, but that's no excuse. But, but yeah, I mean, we, we grow, we're growing organically. See, that's the thing. I, me and you were discussing this last night at, at band practice. Um, I want to start advertising for this show on yeah. other podcasts, like through pot, like, like I said, when you listen to a uh, certain podcast, there'll be, uh, just a regular commercial. Sometimes there'll be commercials for other podcasts and I want to know how to do that. To me, I would, I mean, yes, you know, definitely that, but like the capabilities of Google ads, which is YouTube and all of Google's products through Gmail and, 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 uh, their search. I mean, it's, it's all encompassing. And then what Facebook can do, like I would start there because that's super easy. I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever been in the Facebook business manager, uh, that login screen where you can go in and create the ads and stuff, but it's so hyper-focused, um, in, in your targeting abilities, even since the iOS update, it's still, amazing and, and y'all y'all your topic here what would you say if you had to tell somebody like what's your three topics of the show um um probably comedy. shit in our pants um feet pics uh what what would you say jason the n-word okay um, so only so, three okay. i got one so comedy keep going okay yeah right um, i mean c- comedy probably, uh interviews and um I don't know what would the third one be. Definitely shitting your pants because that comes up almost every Hell episode. Yeah, Oops, I shit my pants. Yeah, it happens. Uh, probably probably industry because that's that's how we started. It was like industry like industry back curtain behind the scenes. So comedy right. interview industry, right? And then so you just run ads with your like I we've talked about before. You know, get your funniest like two three minute clip and run an ad against those people's interest and. Because you have a broad a broad topic here on the show, you can market that all over the world, but definitely all throughout the United States. You know, groundwater we kind of try to ru- uh, walk the line between hyper local, but then also we would love to be to grow right and and be uh, interesting to people that don't necessarily live on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So we try to do stuff with outdoors as a as a global or a a, a larger topic, right? Like interviewing guys that fish in North Carolina. Right or interview somebody who's who's crushing it in the bass fishing world. We had Heather Smith from Heather Smith Outdoors. She's a, a woman in a man's kind of a game, right? And she's doing winning tournaments in bass fishing. So hopefully we can pull some Louisiana people, which is where she's from, in Texas, and you know, and, and kind of grow there as well. Yeah, because we always try I, to uh, to uh, have a little balance between 
the 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 guests uh and we always like to at least be if we have a a, a guest like um uh what was his name a few weeks ago the uh you know like Neil Berliner who's been in comedy for a long time or like Michael Jammin uh somebody who's been in television for a long time we try to be informative for the entertainment industry but then we have stupid episodes like last week where we talked about Jacob's ugly feet and you know we try oh, yeah. to, we try to strike a balance here between uh learning something and just completely being like what the fuck are you guys talking about now but my my thing that's kind of demoralizing is i can spend months and hours of hard work to get fucking jonathan mangum from whose line is it anyway on our podcast and then an episode where we talk about my feet and traumatizing my daughter by telling her I'm going to get a Wendigo to eat her does like way better numbers and people enjoy it way more than talking to the guy who's like a fucking comedy legend. Yeah. Yeah. That happens on our, so in, in our own way on, on uh, both of the shows, both of the podcasts, the sound and Brown Warner both. Um, but that just, that's just how it is. And I mean, anytime you can get a name like that though, you can kind of put that feather in your cap, you know, and use it um, a link. Like I've, I've, we've interviewed a couple like bigger TikTok people that's in the kind of the outdoorsy space, like Brown Waters Universe, you know, that we would cover. And after like one or two, I would just put a link in the email when I'd say, hey, you know, where I'm a podcast, love your TikTok channel. Would you be willing to be on the show? Here's a link to so and so and so and so that we've already interviewed. And then that way, when they read the email, they don't know who I am or probably what Brown Water even is. But if they see that and they're like, well, if that guy is this big and he did it, well, then hell, maybe I should do it too, right? Yeah. That's a hundred percent what what I do in every email now is I just right. I list the people that we've got on. I actually e- uh, emailed David Cross today and uh, heard back from him and and he said no. So that's you <laughs> that's know good. he said, at least he responded. Yeah, he he said no and now he knows who we are. So correct, yeah. And he probably forgot already not to burst your bubble, but uh, you just keep working that angle and maybe you'll oh, yeah. eventually get him to tell you maybe. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we have a really good track record for this show, though. I mean, we've gotten some amazing guests on this show, and then yeah, you're welcome. We get feedback from from you know some of our patron producers and stuff, and they're like, "We don't like the interview episodes," and it's like, "Well, that's what we're here for." <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Where are we live at right now? Like, we're Facebook, live to YouTube, Twitch right Twitch. now because I can't get it get Streamlabs to to stream the YouTube where I want God. it to go. That's another thing. If we ever run into like life changing money and can make this podcast a success, we need to hire Jason 24 hour tech support to help him Google a simple fucking question and come up with the right answer. I've told him a thousand times. I think I even told him the last time I was on here, like StreamYards, look it up. It's not that expensive. Just try the free version for a a test run. Their logo is a duck. It's awesome. It is. I will and try it's it. So user friendly. It's like it's I used to do all that with OBS and Streamlabs and Cuss and be mad because it's like it's not working and uh your audio feed would get jacked up sometimes and it, I just it was always stressful. And then I found that and I'm like, yeah, there's some things OBS and Streamlabs do that I wish this other program did, but at the end of the day, none of that really matters and the ease of use on the other one is far exceeds that. Um, and the ability to bring in comments live. Like, I don't know if that's something y'all do, but people like that, you know, they like to see their shit on the screen and, 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 and interact with the guests, uh, if they can. Yeah. 
I'll give it a shot. I'll I'll see what it, what it has to offer because uh, <clears throat> Streamlabs is really expensive and it's good for for some of the things I use it for. But like I said, it's really hard to get it to stream anywhere other than Twitch. Like I have it set up to where it'll go to Facebook, but like Facebook, you have to change your stream key every time you want to stream. And I there's have a, it going no, to there's YouTube. A set- there's a setting inside of your Facebook that uh, that you click to keep the same stream key every time. Okay, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's it's like that safer has to, to be new because the last time I checked into it, it was just you had to do it every single time. No, and and here's Jared immediately telling you it's not new. No, it's not because You're I haven't wrong. used OBS in two years probably, and when I was using it, you could keep the same stream key. Hmm. That's I don't weird. know where that's at anymore. I could maybe try to look, but they have changed the software. I mean, Facebook's doing this whole thing now with Meta where they're getting rid of Creator Studio. I'm sure you've seen that and mm-hmm. changing everything over to the new profile pages and shit. And anytime they make a move, man, things gets buried where you thought it was and now it's not. And there's no guide out there to show you. You know, you just got to spend an extra hour trying to find what you already knew how to do again. So it's yeah. a pain in the ass, but... I don't mess with any of that anymore. I'm telling you, you log into StreamYard, you you attach your accounts, whichever ones you want, uh, and and then it's over with. And then every 35 to 40 days, it'll say, give us permission again on this account. You click yes, and then it's done. Yeah. And I've never had a problem. Yeah. Hmm. That brings up an interesting question as well. Um, would you sell your thoughts to Meta in order to live forever in the cyber world? Um, I think I already will live forever in the cyber world through all the content that I've put out. So Meta can kiss okay. my ass when it comes to my thoughts because those are mine. But you wouldn't like want like long after you're dead, just a holographic brown water banter with you and robot Joey Cates. I think I think if you put enough content out over enough long enough time when you die, there will be AI programs that could go back and chop up every word you've ever ever said and figure out the inflection of your voice and then just build that program and what you wouldn't need you anyway. We already have that. I mean, that's chat GPT or whatever. There you go. So all they got to do is attach that to a deep fake and boom, you're, you're there. Yeah. There's a new voice AI thing where you can take like a 10 second clip of somebody talking and put it in there. And then you can make that person say anything you want them to say. It's scary. You know, actually. That's oh, been- hell yeah, dude that's been conspiracy theory to have been around for a long time. So I don't know how new that tech is or not, but it, it, you know, it's like when you think about that and then you think about deep fakes, you you know, that, that AI program or whatever, where the fuck is this world going? Like when you can just, you know what I mean? Like I could create a video of you, Jason saying whatever I type it into. And like, how do you know, how do you know if it's real or not from this point forward? Nothing you see on the internet can be believed. Is that and so is that bad or is that liberating? You know what I mean? Like which is it good or is it really good or really terrible? I think it's really good because the next time I say something to get in trouble, I can just be like, that was deep fake AI. Correct. Yeah. And just take a full turn and then I can be the Republican nominee for president in twenty twenty four. That's right. I totally agree with that, even though you're not old enough, but that's fine. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Fake news media, dude. <laughs> what is age? Right, right. It's ageism is what that is. And it's not it it's ageism. Yeah. For sure. 
I don't know. What uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do. It's gonna be a world uh a weird world. Unfortunately, Jason, I guess, won't be around for most of that. No, but... probably not. No, he yeah. He's lucky he made it to the chat GPT phase that we're in. Yeah. So yeah, if you so, do uh, let Meta take your uh, your consciousness or whatever, so when you upload yourself to the the server or whatever, so you can live forever, like you know the singularity, you can upload your consciousness. What happens to the consciousness that's still in your head? Like, is that consciousness a different version of you that gets to live on forever, while the consciousness that's in your brain already is going off on a different path immediately? when it's been uploaded so that's you're a different version of that you you know what i'm saying i think no I, I think that's the problem when you try to uh actualize like actually express sci-fi because it's not real yet so how the hell would we would you know how do you how do you explain the warp drive in star trek I mean, you can't cause it's not real yet they have theories on it but they don't know hmm. right yeah, I mean, there's a lot of myths about Star Trek. Like, for one, I mean, that ship was being driven by an Asian guy. They would not have been able to dodge all those asteroid belts. So, so racial comedy is a thing on the show. Okay, I get uh, it. No, it's not, actually. Nah, dude, that was a deep fake AI. That wasn't me, bro. I didn't say... I didn't say any of that. Don't cancel me. I do not condone anything Jacob says ever uh, yeah i mean yeah. i had a point like you laughed though like i yeah. had a point like uh the stream's been cut <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys dude that gives up a good point with music too though because like i think i saw like a vsauce episode like 10 years ago i was like will we ever run out of music and the short answer is no but like how much music right now is even being made by instruments like you look at the top 100 billboard charts and all of it is just a beat that like someone else made for someone to rap with a fifth grade education over. Yeah, that's true. You, you know um, what I can't wait for with all the technology of being able to do deep fakes and stuff like that and chat GPT and everything. I think there's going to be a point where where you could log into this AI server and say, I want to hear, um, you know, beastie boys license to ill but done by Led Zeppelin. And it would like completely come up with a new album of like Led Zeppelin music, but it's actually all the tracks from uh, Beastie Boys or something. Like you could do like really weird mashups of music and it would sound like it was actually done for real. Yeah. I think that's coming. I just, I want, could... I want two hours worth of just David Lee Roth isolated vocals. That's all I want. <laughs> Well, I can do that now. I have. <laughs> I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. So technology's already hit the pinnacle, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, or you could feed it like, "I want to hear Limp Biscuits break stuff, but as done by Nickelback," and it'll just screech until your ears bleed. Yeah, yeah. There's there's already bands out there though that do that, like actual humans that do that, cover a song as another band. Or uh, do you think we're gonna get to the point where? And I think this will be coming too, where you say, I, I, "All right, I want to want to see a, a, a like a new Star Wars movie, but this is what I want to happen. Like, I, I want to see a new version of Return of the Jedi, but this time I want uh, I want the Emperor to win, or just something weird like that." And it would actually make that movie for you, 
or you're just like, I want to watch The Godfather, but I want uh, Gilbert Gottfried to be uh, <laughs> to be Don Corleone, and it would make that movie for you to watch. God. That would be hilarious. I, I wish I could do a coming. good Gilbert Godfrey impersonation. I'd be like. <laughs> the make him an uh, offer he can't refuse thing I can't do I don't think I could I could probably blow my voice out if I tried to do that <laughs> I'm not gonna venture it yeah that's yeah, not rest in peace Gilbert Godfrey dude he was a real one we gotta tell you guys about B-Res Coffee Company that's right B-Res Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by game whatever kind of coffee you like they got you covered like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel-flavored roast, or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate-flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. So Jared, as usual, uh, I think we may have talked about this before on the show. I know it's something that uh Jacob likes to to bring up on the show. Is it normal for a grown man to shit his pants all the time? <laughs> hey, that's that's how you know that we're out of interview questions cuz that's what I do when I'm out of interview questions. Yeah. Uh speaking at, you know, as someone who works in healthcare and and, and medical medically trained, I think it has a lot to do with uh, you know, the your lower sphincter tone there in the anus and so if for any reason that's been jeopardized uh, I, I could say that that would be normal. So I should exercise my asshole. Or or not exercise it maybe as much as you have been. Possibly. Oh. Right. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> why. Because I just, you know, I clench for dear life a lot. And sometimes yeah. it just can't hold up. So you're an anesthesiologist, correct? A nurse anesthetist, yeah. Okay, so you put people to sleep. Correct. Has but anyone ever shit their pants when you put more them to More importantly, sleep? We, we wake them up. But yes, people do shit their pants sometimes. Like how often percentages? Less than 5%, less than 10%. But enough to be like, yeah, this happens. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like it happened last week. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> do yeah. you have to clean it or does somebody else get to clean it? I work from here up. <laughs> yeah, I had quite a few patients when I was an EMT shit themselves, and uh, I was just like, well, you're going to have to wait till we to get to the hospital, and the nurses will take care of that they'll, for you. Yeah, they'll clean that up for you. Here's a it question happens. for you. What is your favorite show we've ever done as Falls from Grace? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, the favorite show we've ever done. Well, you so, do one a year, so you've only done 20 shows. Right? We used to we play used all to the play time. All the time. Uh, the one that sticks out in my mind, it's like my favorite, but it was shitty because remember when we played the Crawfish Festival and uh, at the Coliseum? And it was like, it was such a great um, stage mix. Yeah. Like everything was perfect. Dude, you we could were hear rocking it. out, and dude, man. We were, and like you said, we were playing a lot back then, so we were super you know, in sync together tight. And, uh, we were just like this and the crowd was huge. Dude. It was like it was a couple like, of thousand people out there just like smashed oh yeah. against the stage. We're like, we're rocking these people, man. Yeah. And then, and so we're like jamming out. And then I don't know that I ever 
caught the cue. I think Donnie actually heard it. People were in the crowd vocalizing it, but like I did start noticing like they're not really jamming as much anymore. They're not into this as much, but I didn't. I'm like, I don't know. I'm having a great time. The fucking Coliseum made the sound guys turn the mains off because Alegria was playing in the Coliseum and they said it was interrupting the show because it was too loud. And so they didn't hear what we like. Like I don't know, one or two songs in, we're up they just there cut it up, jamming out, and nobody can hear us. <laughs> yeah, like sucked. it's like, or they turned the volume way down or something, and people were like y'all were. They were. I'm like, what the fuck? Man? And if you've never man. seen Alegria, it's uh, it was Cirque du Soleil. They yeah, were, I saw it. Ugh. I wouldn't go see it again. It was weird. It's in the streets with Alegria, dude. Alegria yeah. is not allowed on this podcast. I knocked my microphone over. Because that's how fucking in the streets it is with Alegria, dude. Well, I still remember the, one of the very first shows that I played with, with the band was in uh, some Florida somewhere. We were, it was a big outdoor stage and uh, basically like a tropical storm blew through. And yeah, uh, Fort Milton. Yeah, we Fort Milton. Fort Milton shit bomb. Yeah, because it was a trash whole thing from the get go. But we showed up. They had this nice big stage outside. We we're gonna play, and uh, and all of a sudden, like the worst weather showed up, and the uh, the stage collapsed. Yeah, and, while some of the guys were setting their gear up on there, if I remember. Yeah, all you uh, saw nobody was just, got hurt, thankfully. Yeah, everybody was just like jumping off the stage like rats, man. Dude, it was crazy. Yep. yep. That uh, the, all the continental shows were really fun, you know, because it was kind of like playing in your own like living room or something i mean well, they always bar, had like uh, like uh, uh like pyrotechnics for us <laughs> like memory they they built that uh trough at the front of the stage that he yeah. filled with alcohol and lit it on fire while we were playing that couldn't have been safe <laughs> i don't remember that part lighting on fire but it definitely sounds like some shit that was going on back then uh and then the white trash bash in the Iberville, that was a, that's the one that there's video of that yeah. one was fun uh, the one that we did in my backyard after Mardi Gras, after a Mardi Gras parade, that oh, was legit. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Everybody so you, just kind of tripled in. If you haven't listened to the band, please head over to Spotify or iTunes or Apple iTunes uh, and just look up False from Grace. We got our first album, Pleasure and Pain, and then we have our EP called Thelma, which if you don't know what that means, that was what we named our tour van, Thelma. We gave her a nice little tribute. As yeah, the she's cover on the of front. It's not actually her because we'd already sold her by the time we released the EP, but uh, it's one that looks just like her. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was man. a lot of fun in that uh, van, but it broke down a lot. It not that one. That one didn't break down a ton of times. That red one that we had before that broke down a couple times. Oh yeah, we never named her though. No, I think we tried to like retroactively go back and call her like something, but I don't remember what it was. But uh, tell everybody, um, tell everybody what's going on with Rock and the Sound. We need to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Rock and the Sound. It's going to be at Point Cadet Plaza. I'm trying to pull up some info right here. I was supposed to already have that uh, up and ready. Good, a good uh, podcast guy would have had that, but I'm not, so I did. Uh, right here, here we go. Good thing you're um, not on a good podcast. <laughs> well, I'm just not prepared. Uh, no, so it's March 18th. It's at Point Cadet Plaza in Biloxi, which if you know, you've never been down there, it's legit. It's right on the bay. Uh, the Mississippi Sounds right going to be right behind the, the main stage there. 
Um, it's an all day music festival. It's gonna gates are gonna open at nine thirty for the VIP people who bought VIP tickets, which we sold out of those. So that's pretty kick ass. Uh, it's a thirty five dollar ticket. Tickets are still general admission tickets are still on sale on the website at uh, the sound two two eight dot com. We've got twelve bands total, I believe. We're gonna start the music at eleven. Uh, we're actually gonna open up Falls from Grace, Jason and I, uh, at eleven, and then the music's gonna go till about eleven thirty at night. We've got Nonpoint uh, that's going to be headlining. If you've never heard Nonpoint, then you must not be into the rock music. Uh, so I highly suggest checking them out. Uh, but we've also got some other bands you probably heard of, like Adelita's Way, uh, Gemini Syndrome, Otherwise. But we're kind of we kind of pride ourselves on you know the Sound Two Eight. The podcast is all about catching artists on the on the up and coming before they're you know nationally known, like trying to expose people to, to all this great music that's out there that just hasn't completely cut through yet because mm-hmm. for many reasons, uh, but we got a lot of those bands and, and some of these guys that, that are, they do have a lot of traction going for them. Uh, like blacktop mojo. I would, I would highly suggest you come out for those guys. They're uh, going to be playing at 5 PM. Uh, they're kind of like, they're not as heavy as nonpoint. They're more alternative, not alternative rock, Southern rock, but, but rock. Uh, they're going to be kick-ass. We've got Any Given Sin, uh, Kingdom Collapse, who we mentioned earlier, you know, the independent band that's been doing a lot. Um, September Morning, Cold Words, Transient, Suns on Fire, and then again, us uh, kicking off at 11 a.m. So you want to come out to a killer show in Biloxi for a ticket price that we feel pretty strongly about, $35. Uh, all the shit in the news about Ticketmaster and their fees. Uh, it's a straight-up $35 ticket. you got to pay sales tax. I mean, that's the only extra fee, but... If you can figure out how to get around the government, please let me know, and, and, and I'd love to talk. <laughs> They're going to get their cut no matter what. So, uh, well, the thing is, that, like, there's got... going to be there's going to be vendors, there's going to be food, there's going to be beer. Yep. Uh, it's a covered venue. It's an outdoor show, but there's a uh, it's in a it's in an old hangar. So the, yeah, it's a the, pavilion. It's a big, yeah. big, tall uh, metal pavilion. So it is a rain or shine event. We're we're praying for good weather. Uh, but it, even if it's raining, you'll you'll be able to stay out of the rain. Yeah. Uh, there's a big, huge, um, grassy area on the outside mm-hmm. outside of the pavilion. So again, you know, weather permitting, um, people can bring lawn chairs. They just can't be in the bag. Um, and, and we we want people set up hanging out in the in the little grassy area there. It's an all ages event. It is a rock show, but it is an all ages event. Um, you know, so hopefully the family can come and hang out. Uh, for for an all day good time, you know. Yeah, and if it does get too hot, they have that uh that uh, that little water area where like they have like mists and stuff, like this little park. Over yeah, there. that that part we're gonna keep uh, barricaded off so people can't go into it because we don't want uh, okay. rock music, alcohol mixed with uh, <laughs> jungle gyms, which is pretty much what that is, you know. Oh, I dude, know I thought myself. you were punk rock. Come on. Yeah, well, I you you are punk rock until your financial you know liability is on the line, and then you get a lot less punk rock. Yeah. You know? That's not very. Punk. There's also uh, one of the biggest things people worry about is parking. There's plenty of parking. Down in that area of Biloxi, there's no fee for parking. So really, all you got to do is buy your ticket and bring some money for, uh, you know, the vendors. Buy some band yep. merch, buy some food. You're not yep. getting gouged sell- at this festival. No, not at all. We're going to be selling uh, beer. You can't sell hard liquor there, but we will have beer. Um, 
and reasonably priced. You know, it's not going to be $10 a beer yeah. uh, like you see at some of these other places for a regular 12-ounce. Sometimes it's like a regular 12-ounce beer for $10, you know? It's like, no, we're not doing that. Um, this is our first big festival show that we're doing, so we're looking for as much support as we can from the local community. We, but we've also got people coming in from like uh, 10-hour drives from multiple states away uh, with multiple people coming with them. So we're pumped about that. Uh, we've created a Discord uh, server channels uh, for the show for people that want to talk to uh, Kevin or myself directly or other people that have bought tickets. So when people buy tickets on the website, we get their email address. And so we sent out email blasts inviting people to the Discord server. And it's pretty so cool to see, like, I don't, we don't have a ton of people in there, maybe 15 or so, but just the, the chatter back and forth, people getting excited about the show, you know, talking about what they, who they want to see and what they want to do. Um, and and that, that's been a, a really cool part of all this. So we're hoping for a great turnout because we want to do more of these. We want to do a lot more of these and uh, we want to put, big names that people love with the the ones that you don't maybe necessarily know about. And we want you to walk away and go, holy shit, I came here to see so-and-so and they were killer, but I don't know who was that band that was number three in the, on the bill, number four on the bill, right? Like I'm going to go start following them now on their social channels and listen to them on Spotify. And then that's how we build our brand as the sound. We want to, yeah. we want you to know when you hear our shit that they're going to be like, damn, you know, and I, I don't know these, some of these bands on there, but they haven't let me down yet. Yeah, I mean, definitely go, if you're into music, finding new music, go get the app, the Sound228 app, and um, you guys have all kind of shows on there, you do the the Dirty 30, uh, yep. different uh, bands and stuff that you guys play, so uh, just go listen to that, you'll find all kind of cool music to listen to, and go to yeah. the Sound228.com too. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, download the app. Uh, there's a digital radio. Uh, we have a digital radio station that's inside of the app, but the app also has links to all of our socials and a, a direct link, a tile inside the app. You just hit it. takes you right to uh, the, la the landing page to buy the ticket. So the app really is. It cuts through all the algorithms, you know. Yeah. We, don't, we don't have to. Uh, we can send you push notifications on there, uh, and it's not like Facebook where we make a post on Facebook and, you know, 12% of the people that follow you actually see it, right? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Uh, I can't wait for the show. This is going to be a huge deal. S tickets have sold pretty good already. Uh, yeah. All the VIP tickets sold out, like, what, in a day? Uh, they, Yeah, like less than, I don't know if it was more than 24 hours or not, and then we released 50 more uh, just because there, I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> I really didn't. I mean, and it's a good deal. It was an extra $60 on top of your general admission ticket, which you, you know, maybe like, well, wow, that's a lot, but you got it. You get a free rock in the sound, uh, t-shirt, right? Which that's like 35 bucks right there, uh, as a part of that package. And then you get 30 minute early entry to the show. You get a roped off VIP, um, section and you get your own private bathrooms and private bar. So you don't that's, have to wait in line if there's big lines for the bars, right? That, Do you get access to the jungle gym? No, no access to. Damn them. it! You had me, and then you lost. It's worth we'll sixty dollars of it if you want. It, okay, it, it's it's worth paying the sixty dollars just to have your own bathroom. Like I would yeah. pay sixty dollars just for that. Yeah, and we we're uh spoken like a like a true old man, Jason. Yeah. I like that. Respect. Well, I'm a guy with a small bladder, so <laughs> right. I uh, and, and we're, I mean, we've also brought in. You know, the the Point Cadet has its own bathroom uh singular right they got a a male female bathroom but it's it's small it's really nice but it's small 
so we we're bringing in you know trailers of uh of bathrooms uh we're gonna have an atm on site i mean we're really trying to be you know we it's our first time you know so we, i know there's going to be probably some kinks and some bugs that need to be worked out day of but we're really trying to think our way through all of this and put on a professional production that people can can have a good time and 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 want to come back i mean we're in this for the long haul this ain't a one-off for us unless we just totally you know <laughs> yeah nobody shows up uh other than what's already sold and, and we just lose our ass but i don't i don't see that happening just based on pre-sales alone so yeah i think if you're anywhere within you know within a couple hours driving distance you know new orleans lafayette Bat baton rouge mobile pensacola uh, Hattiesburg, Jackson, uh, Birmingham. I think it's worth it to to go ahead and get a ticket and come down for the festival and uh, just check it out. It's a really nice area of Biloxi too. Like it's really nice down there. Yeah, if we get uh, if we get like great weather, like we we have the opportunity to when when the sun sets back there. I, we've got photos on our Facebook page if people want to go check it out in our Instagram. Um, you, you're talking like purple golden skies in the background with the Mississippi sound right there behind you. Um, and, and just a lot of room to just walk around and, and hang out and listen to music and, you know, eat good food. We got a lot of good vendors are going to be barbecue there. There's going to be, uh, oh, yeah. is the burritos. true wings guy going to be uh, there? Yeah. Please tell me true wings he, is going to be there. He's, he's out. He doesn't even do, he sold his truck. He's not, Damn! Yeah. I don't Oh, That sucks. I, man, that dude had the best wings. Ever. Yeah, he was good. He was good. He actually worked or did. I don't know if he still does, but he was working for the butcher on Tucker. So maybe he could come out with them. I don't know. Maybe they could do a, a, some type of wing or something. I'm not sure. But uh, we got five vendors in total. Um, you know, we've got sponsorships from uh, Budweiser, uh, the Cannabis Candy Shop. They're going to have their uh, monster truck out front and their like version of the Bud Girls. I, I forget what they call them, but they'll be walking around talking to people. We're gonna have a photo op place set up with with the sounds tent where we want people to come and take photos, you know, selfies oh, yeah. and shit, and share it all out. Oh yeah, awesome. Uh, can you talk about the food trucks a little more? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jacob have, Porn. Yeah, I don't have the the full list. Those are the two. Yeah, that I, I mean, if you could find it, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, right. Let me see. It's hey, and even Instagram. if you don't want a food truck, right around the corner is uh, Saltgrass uh, Steakhouse. So if you want a big juicy steak. Yeah, after after the festival's over, what you can yeah. jump over there and go check them out. Um, yeah, of course I'm not going to be able to find it. It's too deep now into our. Oh yeah, it's too deep. <laughs> too deep. That's all Jacob cares about. He would go to a festival just for food. Yeah, oh, I thought about paying for the ticket just to get some uh, <laughs> some burritos. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, I don't blame him because I'm I'm a foodie myself, especially when you're like out having a good time. Yeah, I'm not gonna find that. Is the uh, but anyway, uh, and it's diverse. There's a bunch of different stuff that we have on there, so you, you'll dig it. You know, if the keeping it tasty truck is gonna be there, that's what I was saying. The burritos, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Those that's, burritos are yeah, great. It's probably I'm not just saying this. Probably the best burrito I've ever had. I mm -hmm. mean, it's ridiculous. I'll agree with that. Yeah, she lives yeah, right they, around they, the corner from me. I see her truck in the driveway all the time. I'm like, want to go knock on the door of her house? And be like, hey. Make me yeah. some tacos, please. <laughs> yeah, we. I, I met. I say met. Well, yeah, I did. I met her. I talked to her briefly, but uh, at an event about a year ago down there at the, at Point Cadet, and this was before we'd even planned on doing Rock in the Sound. And I was like, "Your your food is the that's the best burrito I've ever had. It's got like you, you can pick a bunch of different options, but I think mine had crawfish tails in it or uh -huh. something, and it's just ridiculous." 
Yeah, she used to. Uh, they used to do food truck Fridays in the uh, apartment complex yeah. I live in, and uh, that was who we had here every Friday was uh, the keeping it tasty truck. Man, oh, those tacos are so yeah. good. Yeah, it's yeah. So they do good. food truck Wednesdays at my work, and it's fucking financially devastating for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, uh, Jared, before we leave, quick fire question here: uh, Who's your least favorite podcast host, Joey Cates or Kevin Harris? Uh, I hate them both equally and for different reasons. Okay, respectable answer. Mine's Jason. Uh, <laughs> is he the only podcast host that you work with? Yeah, but it wouldn't matter if he was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck uh, you. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, hey, at least uh, at least it would be nice to have a, a co-host that could that could keep the the conversation going and actually contribute. That would right? be that would be great. Look. Jason, I'm well aware of what my role is. My role is to get people who are overqualified to be on this podcast and to completely derail any conversation that has any chance mm-hmm. of coming into context of our show. What? What? Uh, I want to ask y'all a question. What is the? Uh, what was it that y'all? What's like? Well, number one, what's what's been going on in the comedy world around here? Like semi, whether it's hyper local or like this little area or this region. I mean, I know. Um, LB was working on getting a comedy club down there where the crack, you know, with the cracking mm-hmm. and all that. And then that fell through. There was some traction. I felt like at that time, you know, with open mic nights and stuff going on around, is that still happening? I feel like around here, if you're, if you want to be any form of successful, you need to just kind of ditch that community aspect and focus on just being a really good comedian because no one around here is going to have your back or be supportive at all really yeah dude i've been stabbed in the back so many fucking times over 40 dollars, it's ridiculous you mean like they're not paying you what the door split should have been or something like that I mean, just various things i mean that i probably shouldn't go into on the podcast but i will but i shouldn't <laughs> yeah You're well i will say that, that it, across it, to me that bites his tongue i no. will say <laughs> <laughs> that other areas like New Orleans, especially like Lafayette, Lafayette's popping off pretty good. There's a lot of big comedians oh, yeah. coming through Lafayette um, because uh, uh, J, uh, JB um, runs the, the comedy over there and he gets, we've had him on the show here and he gets a lot of good people through here. So oh yeah, the Lafayette the comedy seems amazing. Yeah. I mean, they, well, they get all kinds of great headliners over there. And we just had Tyler Arsenault on the show. Fucking everyone on that scene is the most supportive person, and they're all so good at comedy. Like I, I know, uh, like you mentioned, New Orleans. Like obviously, that's a bigger market than than anything. You know, whether Gulfport, Biloxi, Ocean Springs, right? New Orleans is a lot bigger. Lafayette, I'm not sure how big that is in comparison to say Gulfport. Um, it it's bigger, but it's not as big as New Orleans. They've just cultivated themselves as a comedy destination yeah. because right. they know and what that, they're doing. That's what I was going to say. Um, you kind of, kind of, if you build it, they will come, I guess, uh-huh. kind of a thing. But like, oh, yeah. it just, it takes somebody with the financial means to, to, to have a place, right? Yeah. Like, or, or that's it really exists. what it boils down to is having an actual comedy venue instead of just doing comedy at random bars where they don't know comedy is happening. <laughs> you know yeah yeah and i think that's like lb was doing it at the kraken and starting to get a tempo you know with having uh-huh. it semi-regularly and then he wanted to build the club which i think would have been would have been cool as hell 
Um, but but I think one of the things that he seemed to be at least trying to do was what you just mentioned, right? You, it's no different than like booking rock and the sound. Like we got to bring in some artists that people are aware of that they want to come out for, right? Like Nonpoint has yeah. a draw, right? That some of the other bands on there who I think are going to equally throw down, they're not known. So like for you guys, like you know, you have to have somebody that can pull in like the guy you named. I, I forget who you said, but that can book a what? What would you call it? Regional comedian? I don't know. Yeah, that the terminology yeah. right. That people were that he's gonna have built in he or she built in fans already of that mm-hmm. when you but you're gonna have to pay him I would assume those comics are what anywhere between a thousand to five thousand dollars a show right oh easy At that level I mean some not that much but you know a couple hundred twenty five hundred bucks. bucks you know you could probably yeah, get a good mid level comedian to come down for you know five hundred bucks and a place to stay you know oh, really? uh, Mark Mark Norman will do a door deal because he knows that he sells tickets. So, really? I mean, you do a door deal for Mark Norman, just bring him down here with no guarantee, and he'll clean up five grand at the door because people want to see Mark Norman come mm-hmm. do comedy. Well, that's... And I could work. bring those people to the South very easily. I've done it on this podcast. It's just what venue is going to be accommodating for all of that nonsense. Right, right. Well, we, you know, a, another one of the things, and I hate to say, like, we've been talking about it because I'm, you know, he's like, well, then do it. But we, we want to build a... uh some type of music venue and i don't see why there's couldn't be a you know a comedy aspect to that um well that was yeah. one of the he, things we i had discussed with lb uh when we were doing he was going to build the comedy places like you know have it where you could have bands and stuff come in like have a a rock and just a, a venue where you could have any type of show you want to have well do you this is a question for you it's like what I little I know and see, like I've only ever been to a comedy show maybe a, less than five times in my entire life, right? Because there's just not a lot of club. There's not any clubs that I'm even aware of around here. But like, I, I I like the ones where I see online, like the comedy store uh, when they share stuff. I know they have multiple rooms there, but like I like should should a comedy store or a comedy uh, show be in a comedy specific room? <laughs> I don't think that, it matters. The last show that. that I did, I was opening for a concert, and it was fantastic. One of the least rowdy shows I've done. I think what it boils down to is you need to have, let it be known when people come to that show, you have to be quiet. You know, it's a two, whatever, two or three drink minimum or whatever. Um, and you have to have to be quiet because there's comedy going on, and you have to have good security to take care of people if somebody gets out of hand, you know, like a heckler or something. Yeah, which I didn't realize. I mean, I know people heckle, but I didn't realize maybe that's as big of a problem as it is. It know. is when you, oh, hell yeah, dude. When you have, well, when I saw just, your video, Jacob. Yeah, I know. So, like, uh, didn't you have a video of the, of, didn't somebody do some shit to you? I saw you post about it. Yeah, I, luckily there wasn't a video, but yeah, I, I've been in multiple street fights because of comedy. And is that you picking on somebody in the crowd or? So it was that time that someone rushed the stage, but other times it's just them walking by to their fucking car and then deciding to fight me. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I like, I think of comedy though, uh, like, you know, in a, in a specific room with like, what, like the low top tables with the, with the candles inside of the yeah. red, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Like the orange can, like the orange glow of the candle inside of the red, like glass thing. And, and everybody's sitting there, and the stage isn't, but you know, yay high off the ground, and it's it's a it's for comedy, 
Yeah, I think it would be good to have something like that. If you had a bigger venue, you could have a whole separate little ups, you know, upstairs. Like a lot of clubs in New Orleans do that. They'll have like, you know, you'll have uh, the what do they call uh, it's the House of Blues, but then upstairs you'll have like the green room where like smaller bands play and stuff like that. You could have something like that, a whole separate room where it's just for comedy. Uh, But if you have a bigger comedian come through, then you could have them do the big room but set up the big room to be like a, a venue, you know? How, how, the guy you mentioned, Jacob, that's the, uh, does the door deal about how many people would do, mm-hmm. if you, if you know, how many people would he draw like on a regular show? Are we talking 500 or like uh, 2000? Uh, probably more like 500, but yeah. even still, when you think about ticket prices, 20 bucks, 500 people. Oh yeah. No. And 500 people is a up, lot dude. of people. 500 people is a lot of people. Oh yeah. That's a lot of people. Um, yeah, put in a, and Mark a, Normand, he he's on tour right now. He opens for Burt Kreischer all the time. Okay, so he's like sort of the mid level. Like he's he has Netflix specials. He has uh, huge podcasts, that kind of thing. So like, all you'd have to do is say, "Hey, Mark Norman's coming to this little theater over here in Biloxi," and you'll easily right. get you know uh, hundreds of people going there. Yeah. I think it's a great idea, though, to have a, a one dedicated venue for, like, music and stuff like that. I think, especially with what's going on with downtown Biloxi right now, with, uh, you know, uh, Morgan Freeman's new club, um, what's it called? Uh, Memphis Ground Knights. Zero. Yeah, Ground Zero. Um, yeah, and not even close. And, uh, <laughs> the, you know, the, they're completely redoing the Sanger Theater right now. Um, it's going to be a good area down there. And yeah, that's they're where redoing I'll, the Bart's. Yeah. They're redoing the Barks building and turning that into apartments and then the old uh Giuseppe not Giuseppe's um what's their name? Uh come on, uh where they sold the costumes. Oh, uh Josette's, yeah. Josette. Yeah, yeah they that's apartments now or townhouses or condos, whatever you want to call it. So getting people that live down you have to get people to live there as well, and not many people live in Biloxi. Yeah. That area, right? Uh that always helps with your venues and entertainment restaurants the whole nine well i'd give it probably another i'd say three years and biloxi will be popping down in that area i hope man they've been saying that for pretty much since katrina three years yeah, well know? i think they're actually doing really, it now <laughs> yeah everything moved to d'iberville you know because of many reasons but yeah. uh no i would love that man i would that's one of my dreams you know would be to, to operate own whatever a um a music venue that had that aspect. Cause like you said, there's, there's none of that down here. Yeah. Mm. Not other than the casino. Right. I've taken so many pisses in downtown Biloxi. <laughs> How many times have you guys just pissed on the street of downtown Biloxi? I, I don't know a number, but I think like for you, like, you know, to say that they could build some type of monument to you for that. And Biloxi is not yeah. that far of a stretch. If you just keep, if you just keep, Keep your dreams alive, you know, keep, keep going for it. Well, maybe we oh, could have sure, a, a member in View Marche. They used to have the big uh, golden fisherman that used yeah, to be down yeah. there. Be we could have that, but it could just be Jacob pissing. We could just do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but tell pants down by his ankles instead of just normal. Yeah. yeah. Well, he could be. That's how I piss because I have dribble problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to go faucet. ahead and, and get out of here and let you uh, let you go do your thing. Um, tell everybody like where they can find everything uh, for for the show and to, the sound online. Yeah, yeah. So for the for the sound two two eight, just like we mentioned, download the app. It's on the uh, the app store and Google Play. It's free. 
um, download it, and that'll link you literally to everything that we do from our YouTube channel to our Facebook to our Twitter um, to our on-demand stuff. You can listen to the old interviews right inside of there, uh, and then you can also hear the radio station where we're promoting uh, the bands that you know that we're working with. Some that you'll hear on on like one of the bands that we've been playing for months now, and absolutely love their music, Rise Among Rivals. Uh, we've interviewed them, talked to the guys. They're just now. Uh, this week being debuted on Sirius Octane's or uh, Sirius XM's Octane channel. So awesome! It's it, yeah, it's it, it feels good to us because we're like, yeah, we beat y'all there. You know, <laughs> granted, they're still bigger than we are, a way larger platform, but it, it makes me kind of proud to know that our ears in the right direction when it comes yeah. to finding these guys. You know, and that's not just myself or Kevin. We have a an admin team now that's like, just you know, they're they're so juiced into what's going on. Uh, Lisa, Matt, Michelle. Uh, just a lot of people working with us that got to give credit to on that. And then for the for the Brownwater side, if that's something that you're into as well, um, it's the same thing. We have a Brownwater Banter app, App Store, Google Play. It's uh, it's free. Uh, we have a, a, a country music radio station inside of that app <laughs> um, where we're focusing on kind of the same thing, like your up and coming guys. Uh, but more outlaw country, kind of like the oh yeah, the, you know, not the not the super twangy stuff, uh, but. But uh, but and and you can connect to all the fishing tournaments that we put on all our social medias inside <laughs> of that app. So, so but but most importantly is just check it out, man. Rocking the sound. Uh, go to sound two two eight dot com and look at the artists, look at the set list times. Uh, thirty five dollar ticket, man. Hope hope to see some people out there. Absolute value that that there it's gonna go. be. Uh, and go listen to Falls from Grace on Spotify and and yeah. Apple iTunes. Like just go send send in a send in a bunch of messages and tell us uh, tell the uh the page that you want to hear new music from us so we can get some people to uh route fired up about that and let's oh, record yeah. some new shit what about you jacob you got it uh, are you doing anything that you can promote <laughs> uh yeah you can catch me um pissing in downtown biloxi <laughs> most nights um dude i'm just uh i'm focusing on the podcast right now man until i can uh get some shit together to get back on on the road and whatnot but dude, I've been hard at work booking some fucking famous guests for this podcast, dude. Two weeks from now, we're gonna have Jono Zelay on, who just did the Late Late Show with James Corden, and then at the end of the month, we're gonna have on Rita Brent, who is actually from Jackson, Mississippi. She was a presenter for Mississippi Public Broadcasting for nine years, and then she went into comedy and actually wrote for the most recent Emmy Awards. So wow, she's Fantastic. done a giant fucking body of work. So I'm excited to talk to her. That's awesome, dude. If you're if your first comedy tour that like that's kind of your own isn't called Pissing in Downtown Biloxi, uh, I'm not coming to see it. Hell yeah, dude. I forgot yeah. what I named the tour that me and Patty did. Because I did a tour that was like 10 dates from like New Orleans to Mobile. Uh it was some kind of clever name. I think it had to do with piss. But I'll name the next one Pissing in Downtown Biloxi. There you go. I still, I, I, after last week, I still want to name my first uh, tour special Recreational Outrage. I think that's like, there's the a podcast name. called Recreational Outrage. Good oh, pod. Oh, is there? Actually. God damn it. Yeah. You probably subliminally stole that from them. <sighs> Always probably. a day late dollar. They literally short. post in our Facebook group every week. I don't that's, go to Facebook. I don't go to Facebook. I don't, I don't care about Facebook. Maybe I should. Maybe I should get better at that. But uh, Jared, thank you for coming on the show, man. This is like your hey, thanks for having me. I think man. it's your I fourth it. time here. I think third or fourth. Is it four? I, I thought think. it was like 
think it's two. Is it three or four? It's three. I thought it was like three, maybe Matt, maybe. Anyway, we'll call it four. I'll Did you come on with yeah. Kevin one time, or because I know you've Kevin been on, on separate. Yeah, I think Kevin might have okay. done it separate. Been on well, this might be your third time there because I thought there was a time you came on with Kevin once, and I, I maybe I'm just I don't know. Yeah, I don't I pay attention clue. to us. We're a horrible podcast. I don't know why people listen to this show. Oh, I love you guys. <laughs> but yeah, uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. Brownwater banter and all that. To like that, just just the sound two two eight getting new music out there is just awesome, man. Like I'm very much in awe. I wish I had the time to dedicate to do stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. Anything else, Jacob, before we walk out the door? No. All right. Well, if you want to email us, you can email us at openmikerspodcast.gmail.com. We're at openmikers.com. We also have a link tree, link tree slash openmikerspodcast. And we, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, open at Open Micers, at JFuntastic, at Jacob C. Craig, and Jacob Craig Comedy. Join our Patreon, patreon.com slash OM Podcast, and we will see you guys next week.